Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, July 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis. Colin McLaughlin and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. As Dylan, I know why I was slightly off here. Because that may be your normal chair, but when there's three, we're usually right here. That's why I was thrown off there. I hesitated there. We, for we, a we bit. flipped over the triangle to the other side, but it's still uh, it's still yeah. the same shape, I guess. I gotta I gotta be here in the in the Bill Stubblefield seat. All right, you're going to call that the Bill Stubblefield seat. All right, well, welcome Mike into this like edition that. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill doesn't like not be, not having this as a seat. So. Nick on vacation this week, enjoying uh, the sunny coast of Florida. Did you see his post on Instagram did, yesterday? Yeah, he's trying to be a model. <laughs> Rare Nick Verzellini Instagram post, yeah. Yeah, having fun down there. Glad he's having a good vacation up here. We are working hard, Colin. We are working hard. That. We're working hard. We are. We're getting ready for football we season. We just had a lengthy meeting here talking about football. We finalized our football schedule uh, for the fall, and guess what? We're going to carry every Shepherd game this year. Yeah, that, We're that's not going to miss Shepherd a game. Fans. Yeah, that is something that we, we haven't been able to say the past few years because of Martinsburg uh, playing on Saturdays. However, the only scheduled or current scheduled Saturday game for Martinsburg is – before the season starts. Before Shepherd season. Yeah. So we will carry every Shepherd football game this year. Uh, we won't miss one. I know people have been not so happy that we've missed one in the last couple of years. Uh, we'll carry our normal slate of Martinsburg games, and then uh, we'll also be able to carry some other games. We'll finalize. The schedule's finalized, but we'll put it out here in a graphic in the coming days. Uh, but definitely excited for football season. You can start getting your advertising packages if you want to be part of it. And, Colin, if you do Martinsburg, right, you get Shepard as well. Yeah. If you're in for the uh, full season, you'll get both. And it's great opportunities because both teams should be, again, one of the top programs in the area. They should be. Uh, we'll post this on social media so you have it. Uh, but if you want to advertise for Martinsburg, you also get Shepard. Uh, the packages, they start as low as $499 a month uh, for the, uh, I guess the contract would be from August to March. But, uh, you know, that's stuff we don't need to get into on the show. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, on social media. You can call us later on today, 304-263-6586. If you're interested in advertising or message us on Facebook or email me, Spencer, at WRNRTV.com or call it at WRNRTV.com. Or Dylan. Or Dylan, but he doesn't have access to his email at the moment. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll get there, you know. (laughs) All right, well, let's get into things here as uh, we will have Legion Baseball on the air this afternoon into the early evening. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets now know their opponent, Colin. Yeah, they do, and I'm calling it an upset. Maybe uh, the people around here won't like that, but when you look at the 
records and the seasons for both uh, Potomac Valley as well as the North Berkeley Knights. North Berkeley getting a 4-3 win yesterday to start off the area tournament with some fantastic pitching is an upset. Uh, Everhart went out, got the win, going six innings, only giving up five hits, the three earned runs, striking out two, walking three, and then Gerardin coming in to get the save, only giving up a walk, but was able to get the job done and give North Berkeley the win. They scored four runs there in the third and were able to hang on after that, so we'll get to see North Berkeley against Berkeley post-14 tonight at yeah, 5 o'clock. They seem to be pretty much full strength when it comes to their lineup. A guy that was missing uh, was Noah Brown. Noah Brown in the lineup to yesterday, so would assume he's in there. Landed, excuse me, Landon Pence, Caden Compton, Ian, excuse me, Ian Wolf, Peyton Gerard, and Chris French, Caleb Stotler, Jackson Engel, all in the lineup last night. Gerard only pitching 13 pitches, so you'd think he's available tonight as well. Uh, 93 for Everhart. He's done for the, the whole tournament. Uh, but uh, it should be an exciting game tonight. We'll have the action for you. 445, the pregame show. Colin McLaughlin and guest broadcaster uh, Aaron Byler stepping in uh, as we're down a few people this week. But uh, it should be an exciting one. 445 pregame, 5 p.m. first pitch. Berkeley Post 14 obviously has a plethora of arms they can throw out there. Uh, but uh, if I was the betting man, I would bet Lane DeWater gets the start tonight. Yeah, I have no knowledge from manager Trip Tobin or pitching coach Sam Walls. That's just my presumption based upon how things have gone out over the last week. Yeah, you look at the entire season, uh, he's kind of pitched at least once a week. And when it's a first game in the area tournament, if you win, you automatically go to the championship, which means you automatically qualify for the state tournament, depending on the seating there, if you're your area champion or area runner-up, since there's three teams this year for the area, two of the three automatically get to go. So throw your arguably best pitcher in game one so that even if you were unfortunately to lose the following two, you're still in states because you won the first one. Yeah, and I think it'll be an interesting matchup because we just saw you know last week that there was a doubleheader between post 14 and the North Berkeley where second game where Lane DeLauder pitched, it was a big win for post 14, but that first game was close the entire way. Also, now that I think about this, does that affect trip going to throw out lane because he pitched in that game last week? Do we see somebody that didn't pitch at all last week? Like, cause you know, some coaches will do that. You don't want to see a a guy a second time around. It's possible, but he did uh, lane didn't pitch a whole lot into that game because the offense had exploded so early into that game that I think four innings. He went three innings, giving up the one hit and one strikeout and an 18 nothing win. So, yes, some coaches, I agree with Spencer, might go a different route because it's been a week. You don't want to show him the same guy twice. But almost everybody pitched in those two games. But to kind of support Dylan's argument, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's yeah. the thing. If he only pitched those three innings, gave up one hit, a lot of those guys through the lineup probably only got one at bat against him. Probably only a couple got two. So there. Well, no. Only, yeah, a couple got two. He faced 11 batters. There you go. Exactly. So only. So you could say, well, they've seen him once already, but some, you know, the vast majority of those guys, seven of the guys in the lineup, literally only saw him once and one at bat. So it might. That might not. 
have to take into account. It's something to consider, you could say. But uh, I, I think it would make sense to put DeLauder on the mound still, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then my thought backfired on me about that because they saw six pitchers between two games po- post sixty did of p- post sixty or of post fourteen. There's so not many guys they didn't see. Yeah. yeah. So it, 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 it that kind of argument would backfire on my situation there. Uh, but speaking of Lane DeLauder, on some unfortunate news last night out of the minor league baseball realm. Uh, for DeLauder, uh, that being Chase DeLauder, the 16th overall pick in the 2022 draft by the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, we know what happened at the end of his college career. He got hurt. That didn't hinder his draft status. Still goes 16th overall. I mean, maybe could have gone before 16 if he didn't have an injured foot, I guess. That's, maybe. That's my only thought there. Uh, but there was video last night. So his game with the Lake County Captains was actually streamable for free as the MILB game of the week last night as it was uh, the Padres minor league affiliates, I believe the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Um, I could be wrong on, I think it's the Tin Caps, not sure if they're Fort Wayne, but that, that was the 2022 first round picks going up against each other, the pitcher for the league system, and then obviously Chase DeLauder, the 16th overall pick, the outfield prospect, the number six prospect in the Guardians organization. Uh, he moved his hit streak up to 10, doing chase chase doing chase things, as the Lake County captains like to post on social media. Uh, but uh, by the time that game got into later innings, he got a hit a single, and he was helped off the field, and he reportedly left the captain's game last night in a boot and crutches. So unfortunate news for Chase DeLauder, who just can't seem to catch a break. It feels like one thing after another for him. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, obviously, it's not a good sign if he was on boot, boots and crutches. But it, you know, it could always just be a precaution. So until until you hear exactly what the injury was, you at least hope for the best and hope that it was a false alarm when it comes to something serious. But if it was a non-contact injury, that's kind of concerning. So. I guess we'll just have to wait and see for the official diagnosis. Yeah, haven't seen anything yet on social media on the official diagnosis, but looking at that report from yesterday about him leaving uh, with a walking boot on and crutches, and I guess it was initially reported that it was not the foot that had surgery uh, earlier that was incorrect. It is the foot that yeah, Sam Dyska. was originally uh, hurt. And had surgery on and now potentially re-injured. Sam Dykeska, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, He's a reporter with MLB Pipeline for the Minor League Baseball MLB Network contributor. He posted last night, Chase DeLauder appeared to roll his left ankle on a pickoff attempt at first. Before this, he missed the start of the season after undergoing surgery for a fracture in his left foot, so there's a lot of caution in that area. What is it about Hedgesville alum and pickoff attempts? Kyle West got hit in the face in a concussion a couple weeks back in his summer league up in the Lake or in the Northwood leagues. Uh, unfortunate there. We'll keep you updated and maybe get some information. Colin might be able to get some information today if it's bad or hopefully it's not bad as as you want to see Chase, who's dominating high A right now. It is, I believe, like 14 games. Yeah, I think I saw what. Ten-game hitting streak or nine-game hitting streak. Nine extra base hits, I think, in that with 11 RBIs. So yeah. he, he's been fantastic. And uh, Lake County tweeted last night uh, when he had that RBI double, 
This man basically has an infinity OPS right now. Yeah. Was I right on those numbers? Uh, ninth double and 11th RBI as go. a captain. Yes. Uh, so hopefully it's just something that's precautionary, trying to get him off his feet, make sure that he doesn't actually do any harm to it. But uh, we'll keep you updated on that. And uh, that will do it here for the first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the side of this break. Uh, we'll continue a little baseball talk as the MLB Pipeline put out their mock draft, their way too early mock draft, as they put it, uh, and a WVU player on there in the top couple of picks. We'll talk about that. Plus, Shepard Women's Hoops announces incoming freshmen and transfers. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Wish we'd we'll blow away. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Join us this summer for the thrill of American Legion Baseball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets are the premier team in the area, and you don't want to miss one second of the action. The next pitch to Baden Hartman is cracked out the deep left field. That ball is gone! A three-run homer! The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. You need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on in to enter and exit today. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. It's Friday night West Oaks, chilling with some good folks, just sipping on summertime. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us as Nick on vacation through the rest of the week and uh, coming back here with some local music. Chris Darlington, a Martinsburg native, uh, was sipping on summertime 
Uh, before we get into, uh, I guess, some other college talk, uh, we did uh, yesterday on the show, if you haven't seen the interview, you can go on WRNR TV on YouTube following the show and uh, tune in or you know watch our, our interview with uh, former Martinsburg quarterback and Shepard quarterback Tyson Bajant, now Chicago Bears quarterback uh, Tyson Bajant. is holding a camp tomorrow night at Martinsburg from 8 to 10.30. It's a free camp. You can go 7 p.m. is the registration. You get a free T-shirt along with... Uh, go, being at a camp with Tyson Bajan and a bunch of uh, a lot of other guys from the local area that you would know if you're a local sports person. Uh, but I guess our interview was picked up by a Chicago Bears beat writer yesterday on Twitter, which was pretty interesting, guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, Tyson's comment just about the quarterback room was what gained the uh, most traction for him to post those uh, quotes and Saw a lot of different uh, comments after that from some Bears fans. Yeah, obviously he used uh, that it, the the Bears have, quote, a really great quarterback room and, quote, Justin Fields is, quote, a quiet guy that gets the job done and works really hard. He's locked in. P.J. Walker and Nathan Peterman are, quote, both great mentors and great friends. Uh, that tweet getting a lot of traction on Twitter from Chicago, Chicago Bears fans has been viewed 29,000 times. 400 likes, 30 retweets, four bookmarks. Uh, but the, that was pretty interesting. Our notification tab has been nonstop since that was posted yesterday. So uh, moving on here, let's talk uh, MLB Pipeline mock draft from yesterday. I'm trying to find the here. There it is, 2024 mock draft uh, posted by MLB Pipeline. The number one pick would go to the A's. They were picking Chase Burns, a right-handed pitcher out of Wake Forest. The number two, though, a familiar guy uh, to any West Virginia fans as the Royals are slated to select J.J. Weatherholt, the second baseman slash shortstop from West Virginia. That's just the er way too early mock draft. I don't even know if the draft spots are in there, right? No, the draft. no, yeah, that's a reverse order of the MLB standings as of Tuesday. They do the draft lottery in the off season, I believe. Yeah, so. but none of that makes sense because uh, the Nationals are slated at four, and we've seen they can't pick in the top ten. Right. Uh, the other thing with that is a lot of times draft media, whether it's MLB, NBA, NFL, a lot of times does those mock drafts as kind of just plugging in their rankings. So you could it, a lot of times you don't know a year from now what's going to be the m biggest fit for teams like uh, position wise for who to pick or you know what it's going to be. So a lot of times it's just kind of slotting in like here's guys to look out for and for ha to have him up at number two though is v very notable. It's to say that you know he's the top position player perhaps in next year's draft and also you have to take into account the you know money situation when it comes to MLB draft picks because a lot of times guys will fall a couple spots in the draft if they want you know an above slot uh, deal or bonus something like that with the draft so a lot of times it's not just taking into account who the best player is but how much money you get to spend on them versus spending on picks later in the draft. Yeah, and uh, obviously he's had a great career at West Virginia coming back next season, uh, but he'll just be a junior next season. So if he wants to come back for another year, he could as well, depending on how things go. 
he could raise his pro. According to this, he could raise his profile even more if he gets the chance to play shortstop next year. But bat, his bat alone puts him at the number two spot in the order of, I guess, MLB prospects to be drafted. But again, that can all change if some high school phenom rises to the top next high school season. Yeah. It, and all of a sudden you have a high schooler that's the number one pick. Yeah, it's a way too early thing, but still, seeing J.J. Weatherholt at number two, according to MLB Pipeline, kind of is starting to maybe show that we're in for a historic year from him. If he puts up the similar numbers from what he had, stays in that top ten area of projected picks, he could be the highest-picked player from WVU in program history, which right now is 19th overall. Alec Manoa, which we'll talk about later because he's <laughs> beginning to struggle a little bit again here in the MLB. But J.J.'s a solid player, and having him at right now, according to MLB Pipeline, number two in the country is huge for WVU and a good sign for things to come for this season. Yeah, and uh, obviously we'll keep you updated on uh, his draft stock over the next year before the draft. Moving on here, let's talk some Shepherd Women's Hoops announcement as uh, next Wednesday at 12.15 we'll be joined by women's basketball head coach Julie Kaufman. A busy schedule has caused her to not be available until next week because it's big-time recruiting season. Yeah. so or College basketball, so... Uh, she's got some recruits, some two transfers coming in. You have uh, Lila Copeland, transfer uh, from Reston, Virginia. And then you have the one that we knew about was Annie Hunt. from. Uh, she is from Ravenswood, but I believe went to Wheeling University prior. We knew that. I believe she, had, she announced her decision like at the end of basketball season to come to Shepard next year, this upcoming season. And then there's four newcomers, Dylan, four freshmen. Right, yeah, you've got uh, freshman Madeline Barrows from Oxford, New York, uh, Oxford Academy, 5'8", listed as a guard. Uh, Carmaya Bowman, freshman, 5'10", forward from Hampton. Katie Christ, freshman from Sterling, Virginia, 5'11", forward. And uh, Kara Werner, I'm going to go ahead and say that's the pronunciation, from Staten Island, New York, uh, 5'5", guard. So... I see a lot of what I would want out of new players from this team. I, I think they've, you know, this kind of has gone under the radar. They've lost a good bit of last year's roster. Yeah, we'll go over that here. As uh, if you look at their current roster as it sits, how many do we say they have? Twelve players. I think it's twelve. I can at least do the math I here. If you yeah, you're right. The it's twelve. And the 12. freshmen. Yes, and the they have twelve, 12. players. Which probably seems odd if they added what? They added six players. They added six, so they're only bringing back six. But the thing was they didn't have any anyone graduating. So these are all people that have left the program in some way, whether it's transferring or just deciding not to play basketball anymore. Uh, it was the, the Miller twins, Narisha and uh, Teresha. Kendall Haggerty. Kendall Haggerty, who, who was started. a transfer last summer. She came in late from CCBC in Maryland. Uh, then obviously she started most of the year too. Yeah, which was, then, so that was kind of a surprising one to see. Riley Bolliard left the team, but she didn't get a lot of minutes. The two that surprised me are Jordan Carr and Madison Mertz. 
Uh, I was kind of surprised to see them go. Mertz especially showed some good minutes off the bench. I would say she might have graduated. So Mertz was listed as a junior last year. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't... But she might have graduated early, I suppose. Yeah. So that would add up to me now that you say that because uh, checking social media still has Shepard basketball listed in in there, but could always check back into that. But you're bringing back... Peyton Grant, you're bringing back basically a good starting five from and what you, you had last year. you bring back Audrey Austin, who you picked up, I guess, technically halfway through the season as she transferred in and uh, was able to play a little bit. Didn't get to see a lot of her because she hadn't played a lot of basketball, but I would imagine she's working hard this offseason and she's going to be a starter-type player this year. Yeah, I thought that Aubrey showed a lot of good promise off the bench pretty much immediately once she came in and got those minutes off the bench and then kind of the minutes didn't come yeah as, uh, as much it's sort of those like first handful of games that she was eligible for so i'm not sure what happened there but i liked what i saw in the extended minutes that she got so but you at least have you have her and peyton grant who are probably going to be your starting guards megan shipley and kara minor and sydney bowles in the front court you still have all of them bowles is your best player she yeah. was she was really good last year uh i think you know, Bring obviously, back Dare Hairston, who set out the second half of the season. Right, yeah, at a Martinsburg High School graduate there. So that that's the six you're bringing back. Hairston got some minutes as the backup point guard. You want some more promise. You, you hope that she shows more this year, even though you know, the time off. Hopefully you got some training in there. Kara Miner, uh, the shooting wasn't always there last year, but it, it's usually there. So I've got a question for you once you finish up. Sure, and then Megan Megan Shipley's been starting since a fre- she was a freshman under Jenna yeah. Eckleberry when you had the big three there of Beeman, Clayton, and McLaughlin. She's she's a good player. I'd still want to hopefully she can do more off the dribble this year. But obviously they didn't win a game, uh, you know, last year. But I, I like what they're bringing back. They're bringing back all of the all of the people that they left uh, that left the program were the ones that were kind of you know not getting a whole lot of minutes they brought back the key contributors at least yeah but my big thing is Kara Miner is now the tallest player on the team at five foot eleven so that's the that's kind of what I when I when I said your five when I said it'll be Kara honestly so she was last year honestly and Sydney Bowles was doing the opening tip-off so when I say that you're bringing in what I like to see out of uh, some incoming players, it's guards, because they need people that can handle the ball. They turned the ball over way too much last year, and he needs size. Katie Christ is 5'11", Carmaya Bowman's 5'10", Annie Hunt's 5'10". Listen as a guard, though. 5'10 guard, if she can handle the ball, that's really valuable there. And Layla Copeland's a guard, of five, five foot yeah, even. So if Christ and Bowman, we, obviously we need to look more into these players to know what, yeah. how many rebounds they were getting in a game. But if they can, you know, Cindy Clayton was only 5'11". So she was a great presence down low as a center. So it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they won't have enough size. But that has been the problem, even with Sydney when they had her, because a lot of times your, your backup center was, you know, someone, a lot of times it was Kara Miner the last year with with Clayton and McLaughlin and Beeman. So they they need people that can handle the ball, not turn it over, and people that can get rebounds. So hopefully these new players can do that for them. Yeah, and a unnamed yet new assistant coach is Kayla Adjentowicz has left the program. 
but uh, no assistant coach named as of yet. We'll obviously go through uh, more stuff next week with head coach uh, Julie Kaufman when she comes on at 12.15 next Wednesday. We have her booked on the show. Uh, but it should be an interesting season coming up for the team. And it's the approach here, you know, we talked about this last year. It wasn't going to be back to where they were. They weren't going to do that. That just wasn't going to happen when you lost your key key contributors to graduation or Abby Beeman transferring to the Division One level who had a heck of a season last year. Oh, yeah. Who got snubbed for, I think, like conference newcomer of the year. Uh, to be completely honest with you with her stats last year, but it, it's a team last year that only won one game. It was year zero of, yeah. a, of a coaching tenure. It's just one of those things where you needed that extra year, and honestly, we'll see how this year goes. I mean, you were legitimately basically starting from scratch. I mean, it comes to you know getting transfers in, and again, you're replacing six players this year, So that's the, which you didn't expect to have to do. Yeah, so we, yeah. Go ahead. Colin. It's almost a little alarming to me. Looking at that, you're replacing six players. It almost makes it seem like you're starting from scratch again. See this that's, year, yeah. And you mentioned the height, which when we had Coach Kaufman on last year was something that she was gonna kind of try to hone in on was the size of this team. And she said during her time at Mountain St. Mary's, really working with those forwards and with those centers down low and trying to establish that into the program at Shepherd, even though it's only been a year and the tallest people we see are two five eleven girls starts to give me a little bit of an alarm right now that even though I don't know how many opportunities they've had to find somebody six plus feet, but the fact that there's nobody right now it's, doesn't sit well with me. It, it, I think at the very least what you can say that you're starting with this year that you didn't start with last year is continuity in the starting five. Yeah. You're going to bring back four starters. That's true. And it, I, I think I think it's the, and I think it's the four best players from last year. And then your fifth starter is to me last year's fifth best player. It was a, a mid-season transfer, but I think you've brought back your five best players at the very least. M- maybe you could argue Madison Mertz was was fifth over Aubrey Austin. But uh, I think when it, you at least have Bowles, Shipley, Miner, and Grant, who were good contributors, are they better than what you had last year? Well, hopefully, it's they're exactly what you had last year. So hopefully, they've improved. But you know, when it comes to the bench, that's kind of the question mark. You hope that maybe this year's crop of new of incoming freshmen and transfers is better than last year's transfers it's uh, julie kaufman's you know first time being a head coach she's gotten a year to figure out what worked and what didn't and she's gotten another run at it so now she's brought in a new group of players that hopefully will contribute more than last year's bench was able to yeah i think it's you know it's kind of a interesting situation we talked last year the situation that she was in where you know kind of named head coach later and then not having an assistant or, you know, not being official until later and then having to go into the summer like my team's completely depleted. I got to go pick people off of JUCO rosters, you know, people that I may have talked to when I was recruiting at Mount St. Mary's, but I got to do it fast. And, you know, it's kind of hard to recruit, I think, to a, to a Shepherd team last year that only had one win. 
Yeah, so you got to get somebody that's that understands. Like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get playing time. Be if I'm good, because there's a lot of playing time available. I mean, you lose a player in Kendall Haggerty. Not sure of the situation, but uh, she ate a lot of minutes for you last year. She did. She she took a lot of threes. Uh, for as many threes as she took, you would have wished that she had a higher percentage. But uh, the shot selection, whatever you have it, but. And sometimes it's it's tough to get transfers into a school where you're kind of starting from scratch. If you see players looking at last year's record and saying, "Do I want to play for a team that won one game?" Well, how about this? So you've got so you have Peyton Grant, the freshman last year from she from Maine, Maine. Or New Hampshire, from Maine. She averaged thirty minutes a game for you. She was legitimately uh, great for she a started every one, single like, game. In, in, she she yeah. played thirty minutes a game. Kendall Haggerty. 23, 28.3 minutes a game. She's gone. You got to replace that. Megan Shipley, 27.7 minutes a game. Probably gets up to that 28.3. Sydney Boyles, you're coming back. 24.2 minutes a game. She did miss some time due to, I believe, an injury. Yeah, she had like a strained hamstring yeah. or something like that in the middle of the season. And then Kara Miners coming back for her final year, averaged 21.1 minutes a game. But then, so that's right there, you're starting five, right? You're starting five, averaged all over 20 minutes. 21 minutes a game. Your right. first two people off Between the bench. you got to fill in an entire second half of a game. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's kind of what you're doing with these new transfers. But, but at the last thing, you know, everyone else, everyone was new last year as well. Grant was yeah. new. Grant was new. Uh, you know, Aubrey Austin was new. Haggerty she only played new. 16 games and, you know, didn't have that much time in games. But what I'm saying is your first two players off the bench here, are no longer on the team, and Jordan Carr, Madison, Mertz, Dara Hairston, still on the team. She averaged seventeen point one minutes a game, or, or yeah, seventeen point one minutes a game. She's going to get an uptick in minutes if she's able to stay on the court. Hopefully, then Miller's gone at fifteen point nine. Aubrey Austin thirteen point six. That's going to go up. Riley Bolliard's no longer playing women's basketball at Shepherd. She's playing golf, according to her social media. The other Miller's gone, and that's your team. So I, I should I was gotta, su- I was surprised to see that Carr and Mertz were gone, but I guess at the same time it shouldn't be because I I, I was thinking that the reason I was surprised is because they were the they were both Jenna Eckleberry recruits, but at the same time you could say shouldn't be surprised because they weren't Julie Kaufman recruits. Yeah. So, uh, but they were pretty good contributors. Like, and, but we'll see what these new I just think, players do i just think when you recruit if you're if you're coach kaufman your pitch is going to be one you're going to have the opportunity to play a lot of minutes two this is year two of the program yep. so if you want to come here as a freshman into four years we're competing at a pretty good level i think that's another pitch that you've got yeah peyton grant was a freshman and she played almost every minute of every game she was starting point guard it's the same way abby beeman came in under eckleberry and was started was starting point guard i don't think from game one but from very early on she uh actually she might have been starting point guard from game one now i think about it because i think i before i knew who she was i legitimately said they're starting a freshman at point guard when i watched the game because i at that point i wasn't really as familiar but obviously, she proved that very quick. And Peyton Grant proved that she's reliable as a starting guard as well. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sportsmiths. Again, we'll have head coach Julie Kaufman on Wednesday, next Wednesday, so a week from today at 12.15, to discuss the incoming players as well as what the recruiting trail's been like and getting ready for next season. But this segment sponsored in part 
by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Whistle Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll move over to the NFL. One more day of Dan Snyder ownership. Top five Dan Snyder era blunders from Colin and I. Uh, I guess interesting moments, dumb moments, moments that we won't soon forget because of how stupid they were. Uh, you're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim, perhaps auto accident or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us as we uh, are counting down the hours until Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the Washington football franchise, Redskins football team, commanders, the like. Uh, tomorrow's going to be the best day ever. In that aspect, absolutely. Because... We don't know anything else, Colin. We don't know anything but the Dan Snyder misery era. We don't know but one playoff win in 20-something years. We don't know. All we know is Dan Snyder trying to get these washed-up guys, Albert Hainsworth, Deion Sanders. uh, Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders out of prime. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. 
<laughs> the list goes on and on and on. I had on a McNabb jersey as a kid, too. I went to the, the drafting of Dwayne Haskins over somebody R. else. R.I.P. R.I.P. You know, this different aside from. The fact that he unfortunately how he, how he panned died. out as a first round pick that I'm talking about as his football, football aspect yes and if the Commanders hadn't I heard this yesterday and it's a good take if the Commander or the Redskins then hadn't drafted him drafted a defensive lineman the next year Justin Herbert Tua mm-hmm. could have been your quarterback Burrow was in that draft too mm-hmm. so but uh, the top five worst things. That have happened during the Dan Snyder era. All be, everything traces back to Dan Snyder. He you, has his hands on everything. How do you just pick five? That's what I'm saying. I've given a couple. Yeah, and there's all the you know whatever was going on behind the scenes, which there's the lawsuits over and yeah things like that. And it's just just a shady guy. I'm sitting back here being uh, hearing you guys talk about this, just sitting back being like, man, I love the Steve Bashotti. The Ravens owner is just sitting back, chilling, letting Eric DaCosta do his thing. This is one of my favorite sound bites. It's not Dan Snyder. There is a Dan Snyder sound bite that I will play, but I w- I'm going to play it tomorrow because it it's tomorrow. This is not a sound bite from him, but it's one of his disciples that quickly turned against him. Uh, it is a pretty funny one, and this this kind of came back to bite them in 2020. Uh, after he said this years ago. How would you describe the culture surrounding this football team? You know, the culture is actually damn good. (laughs) The culture is actually (laughs) damn good. Good old Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen. Good friends. Um, Yeah, Bruce Allen said that. uh, Like, I think a year or two. It it was before... Basically every lawsuit. It might have. Been, I think it, it was, was the like, summer of 2019. Yeah, because I think he he got axed after 2019. Was it 2019? After 2019, he got axed. I can't remember with. COVID when was he sending those uh, emails and texts with John Gruden that got? John well, that Gruden was fired. years. That ago. was years before. Yeah. But they were all came but out. It but was before that came out. Yeah, and still don't know who leaked them. But I don't know. That's one of my top things because Bruce Allen. Before their fight, before their nasty divorce, was like Dan's right hand man. Yeah. So, it, it that that's just one of the top ones. I think another moment signing Albert Ainsworth, as I mentioned, uh, the whole RG three fiasco. Mm-hmm. That was bad. Yeah, that was not great. Dan Snyder's me. hand all over it. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of threw away a guy that could have been a generational talent. RG3, man, was so great at Baylor that last year and then as a as a rookie under under Shanahan and then it just all snowballed downhill. Just you lo- you lost it. You lost your shot. You did. Uh and all those picks that you traded for him. The to find the, one the that fact that the commanders redskins because it was it was a dan snyder pick hey you're gonna trade all your picks you're gonna draft rg3 number one overall well that's all he wanted dan snyder wanted he wanted him on the team right he wanted him well 
Then they go and draft a quarterback in the third round who's still playing in the NFL, smartest businessman alive, who's made himself a lot of money over the years, and Kirk Cousins, who was featured on uh, the quarterback series. But uh, All-time finesser. Yeah, I ate it, and Dan Snyder just, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm beyond happy. Tomorrow, the dawn of a new era. The dawn of a new era is tomorrow. Colin, do you have any others? I'm trying to find it. I, I pulled up just a whole bunch of the crazy things that he did uh, as the owner of Kirk. decisions that he made. For example, firing Marty Schottenheimer, charging fans to get into uh, training camp. But I was trying to find the one, and unfortunately right now I can't find it. But I remember my parents talking about it. I believe, I uh, can't remember if it was after regular season or a playoff game against the Giants, Washington lost and lost badly, I believe, to the Giants. So um, there was a journalist that made a little newspaper picture, uh, caricature, or whatever you want to call it, of Dan Snyder being carried off by uh, the New York Giants off the field. Did that make the front page of the New York Post or something? something? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And All Snyder sued things. him. Yeah. Snyder suing him. Washington Times. If, if something didn't go Dan Snyder's way, you're mm-hmm. sued. That's all he did. He just wanted to sue somebody. Uh, but, you know, a lot of things. Uh, the funniest thing, I think, last year, when you go back, I believe it was that Thursday night game in Chicago where they showed him, right? I'm pretty sure he went to the game. Colin, is that right? I think he went yes. to the game. Uh, the post-game show on Amazon, they have, like, you know, for those Thursday night and Monday nights, they'll do this, this, the post-game show on the field. During the post-game show, Fire Dan or like uh, sell the team chance rang out at an away stadium. How's that happen in an away stadium in Chicago? That's how you know even the rest of the NFL was fed up with having to even hear about Dan Snyder. Yeah, uh, but the list goes on and on. Calling any ones before we hit the final Ooh, break. Here, here. Here's some fun ones. Ready? Right. As I just mentioned, the ten dollars charged for fans for admission to team workouts during training camp in two thousand. Yeah. Another ten dollars to park. By to go to that here's another funny one ready twenty dollars the price snyder fixed to the redskins mania scratch lottery in 2009 making it as expensive as any scratcher ever offered in the virginia lottery yep 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 i remember i got a cardboard cut out of that 25 dollars for a special group of standing room only tickets at fedex in 2008 trying to just see where those what a were. Guy. All right, well, we've got to hit the final break here. When we come back, we'll talk Nats and O's. Uh, but the segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, we'll be back to wrap things up. I guess tomorrow we'll do this maybe in the middle of the show uh, because I've got a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of stories to tell, some stories that i've heard and that i've seen and and things like that we'll talk about that tomorrow on the day that he will be voted out not voted out but the selling of the team will be voted and dan steiner will no longer own the team and it'll be the best day ever here for washington fans you're tuned into the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 back in two minutes 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Make plans to join us at this year's Berkeley County Youth Fair. Eight action-packed days of fun for the whole family. Awesome carnival rides and the best fair food around. Come support the area youth and see all of their hard work at the agricultural and livestock exhibits and shows. It's the ultimate fun this summer. Download the BCYF app today to stay up to date or follow us on Facebook. We can't wait to see you at the fair August 5th through the 12th. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday, July 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us as we begin to wrap things up here. Uh, both teams in that we talk about here in baseball lost in kind of games that uh, could be portrayed as football games. I saw that on SportsCenter this morning, the way they had it. It was actually a big night in baseball where a lot of games looked like scores from football. Yeah, you had the yeah, highest I, scoring game of the season. Yeah, I was, I was at the Oriole game last night with uh, – uh, pal Ryan and we saw on the scoreboard 13-13 Atlanta Arizona and I was like huh I didn't know the Falcons and Cardinals were playing tonight <laughs> and then it became 16-13 and I looked at him and I said hey Cardinals got a field goal that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix as I had to end early due to a power surge in the studio uh, but we'll have American Legion baseball action this evening. 4.45, the pregame coverage begins with 5 p.m. for the first pitch between the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets and the North Berkeley Post 60 Knights in the Area 4 tournament as the winner will go on to tomorrow's championship game. The loser will have to play Post 64 immediately following the game, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, I'm Spencer Puise saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thursday the 20th on another edition of the Sports Mix. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.
You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.